1: Hi everyone, this was Chatting with Nancy, Natalie, and Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having singer N. N.E. Descent. N.E. Descent is the first and last. First and last, a storyteller and an artist who writes with the shit kicker urgency and sweet understanding of the people who stumble and keep, 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 keeping on. She's a five-time winner of Cleveland's Singer Songwriter of the Year and a 2020 Kerrville Folk Festival Songwriting Competition finalist. She released her best of record, Every Little Everything, in 2020. Her 2017 The Sun Coming In climbed to number six on Roots Music Report and the single Sunday Morning Drive to number 1. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi. Anne. how are you? Hi. I'm good, Natalie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, the honor is all mine. All mine. Um <laughs> So, how have you been let me how do I say this? Um, elections, George Floyd, Roe versus Wade, tsunamis, earthquakes, assassinations, um, polio made a comeback, COVID had some babies, um, cicadas, RSV, flu, pandemic, you name it. How have you been through this? And measles tried to come back. Um and then now there's a new strain of gonorrhea. Um, how have you been oh, going? <laughs> During, during all of this... Well, right now I'm
2: informed because I did
1: <laughs> I didn't know about the
2: gonorrhea. But um, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Um, I, You know, I think like everybody else, sort of up and down and up and down, but um, not too bad. I, I got to tell you, I think... Well, I think the pandemic was different for everybody, clearly, right. like everything is. And, you know... Um, I think I did pretty well. I was uh, pretty innovative personally and professionally in order to just stay connected. Mm -hmm. And I worked hard to do that. And so I feel like because of that, I fared pretty well, you know? Um, But again, I, I, I think it's different for everybody, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, So I like to ask this question. Um, Obviously, the pandemic was a horrible thing. Uh, People died. People lost limbs. People have uh, long-term COVID. Um, There was just a lot of loss uh, with COVID. But believe it or not, there were some pros, obviously, during this time. Um, I saw more family members walking together, spending time together. Some people cut back on hours of working because they realized they were missing a lot. Out of their families' lives, um, while we were out out of the, out of the world, uh, the in animals in mother nature got to breathe as the pollution level went down um, mm-hmm. I read a lot of articles about people quitting their jobs because what the pandemic did is made people realize that, oh, yeah, life is really short. I better get off my ass and start doing something that I love. You know, people know that they have to (laughs) eat. They need clothes on their back. They need lodging and stuff like that. But they want to do something that's more in line with their passion, their destiny, um, something that will make them happy Mm -hmm. and not miserable when they walk through the door. There are a lot of articles on that. And then there's artists like you and I. They're out there doing our thing. Some people release Tracks, track symbols, uh, symbols, uh, singles, uh, albums, EPs. Um, and some people decided to rebrand. Some people decided, oh, music is not for me. Um, in regards to your mm-hmm. own artistry, did, did you take time? What I'm trying to say is time for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I think we had enough time. Everybody had time for self-reflection. Some people decided, oh, I don't need to change. I'm a badass um, the way that I am. Um, And just some people just decided, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm reevaluating things and I need to do something different or you just stay the same. So what did you think about if you thought anything? I,
2: you know, if anything, I've just now sort of come down off the pandemic and started to reflect more because during the pandemic, you know, right away, Natalie, I decided, oh, I've, I've got to get online. Like we were pretty quick, me and my partner, Aaron, in responding to the fact that we weren't going to be able to be performing live. And I said, I'm not going to lose my audience. I'm going to stay in touch. So we, we started, definitely started the 1130 bathroom break, which was my show. Mm -hmm. It was from our bathroom. We live streamed. We got in real early before everybody and their brother was doing live streaming. And consequently we grabbed a large, Audience, like some days we'd have seven hundred people watching. Of course, that declined as people more and more people came into live streaming. Right. But we were busy. We were busy. So fifty-five episodes every weekday for fifty-five episodes, and then I tr- mm. did another different kind after that. So I was live streaming like crazy. And wow. not to mention like the technical aspect. Like thank God for Aaron because otherwise that's how you stay in the closet with a six-pack. But. Uh, <laughs> but uh, afraid because I I don't think that I would have technically been able to figure it out. So the pandemic for us and for me was busy, busy, busy. So no time really to reflect and not to say that I didn't, you know, think about everything that was happening. I mean, I had a friend who lost her husband
0: the COVID.
2: And of course you're reading all the stories and you're,
0: right. you're online
2: and talking to people about their hardships. So it wasn't as if I wasn't present enough to think, but I was also just as busy as I am when, when I'm performing live, it seemed like, uh, well, cause I was, you know, it just right. from my
0: bathroom. <laughs> but
2: so I think it's now really Natalie that I'm like, sort of re-evaluating the way I do things, what I do and don't want to do, you know, and I'm actually going to, I'm taking a break right now, like 2023, I sent a letter to my fans, I said, hey, Hmm. I got to take a sabbatical here, and I I hadn't done that since I was probably 23, you know, I mean, I, I took, don't get me wrong, I had vacations, but I never wasn't Working And um, right. so now I just pulled off my bookshelf, the book, The Art of Doing Nothing, and I might <laughs> read it. <laughs> um, so it's going to be weird, but I, I'm starting to rethink now, just now, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And how am I doing it? You know, like, I don't want to live stream anymore. I'm, I'm, I wrote to my friends right. a couple of months ago. I said, I'm, I'm over it. You know, like, I'm a live performer. That's what I want to do. And I'm a writer that's right. what I want to do, but I'm worn out right now. So I've, you know, like I just decided with after counseling with some people that I trust and love and love mm-hmm. me and just decided, Hey man, like I'm like a sponge that's just been all the water's been squeezed out after the pandemic and coming back a little bit, we did live, but I'm like, I think I need to like soak up some some more water right now. So then right. my reflection started after the pandemic.
1: Okay. Um, downtime and me time is a good time. (laughs) I hope
2: so. Like, it's very uncomfortable for me in a, in a Mm. way, like, I'm like, I don't know, but you know what? I just have to keep like telling myself, it feels really good to like, wake up and not be like, I got to book this. I got to make sure this, that's the other, you know, it feels very good. And, um, but at the same time, there's sometimes this like foreboding, like, oh, you know, I'm not in the game right now, but I'm like, you know what? I wasn't, I was, I, I've made the right decision. It's just that it, you know how it is. Like you start to yeah. like lose your faith that if you drop the ball, you'll be able to go pick the ball up again and it's not going right. to be inflated. You know, it'll be all right. You know, and one person I consulted with a friend of mine, she said, let let people miss you for a while, Annie. It's it's fine, you know, but that's that's right. tough when you're a performer. You know? Yeah, no. I mean it's tough when you're anything. Yeah.
1: No, I agree with you. When you're a performer, you want to stay in contact with your your fans, people that have been watching you. But you know what? What I've learned over time is that you got to take care of yourself first. Because if you're no good, then you can't be good for your audience. Because everybody needs some
0: downtime,
1: just to just. it.
2: <laughs> to use the word yes yeah, that's really <laughs> i'm glad you <laughs> i'm glad you um or you could say lollygag you rarely get to use ah, that word okay. either and i want to lo- lollygag as well but right. yeah it's um it is frightening i yeah like i said i'm sure you can relate or a lot of people could relate um to you know having different jobs but it is that thing about mm-hmm. being a performer you know oh they're going to forget about me or blah 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 but you're right and i'm glad you said it like You are no good to anybody else if you're depleted. Right. um, And that, yeah, and I think that's the thing we forget. Like, it's okay to, like, say, hey, man, I'm not going to do anything for a while and, you know, be good with that.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) how, how did you get into the music industry? Was it something that you saw, you heard, or was it like oh you came out of the womb and you're like okay music is me music you know any yeah. music to get together and that's just it
2: i think the latter you know it just was very clear from mm. very early on you know i was just um love music if i you know i i was raised catholic so i was always in church and like the first okay. thing I did was like basically look up at the set list, like how good is church gonna be today, and it was based right. on you know what songs we were doing, and and then you know I got somebody heard me sing and she got me into choir and God bless her, Lori, um, who's still the choir director at at my school school, but she, mm. you know she she got me to join choir and then there I was singing and then I got guitar lessons. I think my mom and dad were so awesome because they could see like, oh my gosh, is what she'd like to do. And my mom was so good about like, here, I'll give you right. everything you need to, everything I know to give you, to to, to provide you with your, what, what I'm seeing you be joyful about, excellent right. that way. And so, you know, I think it was just, it was very clear, very clear, you know, and I, I could, um and this is, I don't think I'm, extraordinarily unique there's lots of people mm. especially when i moved to nashville i lived there for a long time and you realize oh my god there's so many people that can do these <laughs> what i could always you know what i mean like you're like right. oh, I, I was special and they're like not so special <laughs> but it's, that's a whole other thing we can talk about but um but yeah i think um it was very clear and i could i could sing you know and now that i was teaching my I was teaching my guitarist how to sing because I needed a backup singer. I'm like, I'm not hiring a separate backup singer, Chuck.
1: Can you learn to
2: sing? It wasn't until I I had to, like, see him go through that that I realized, oh, well, that was nice that I could just do that because it's hard. You know, it's like me trying to learn to be a better guitarist. That's, you know, so, yeah, it was just very clear from the start, and I was always doing, like, shows in my garage. You know, like, uh, (laughs) It shows that my, my mom was the only guaranteed um, audience member, but, um, you know, I was always doing that or putting on, like, some kind of carnival for muscular dystrophy, like, always a show. There was always some kind of show going to happen, you know, um, and I loved it, and, I, you know, it, it was natural.
1: Awesome. I like that. It's in, it's in your soul. It's down in your soul. It's in, uh, your soul. Mm-hmm. it's in your soul. Uh How important is it for you to be an authentic pr- person and an artist?
2: I think it's utmost. I mean, nothing works as I'm not. Um, I think maybe that's when performers get into trouble, when mm-hmm. they buy into what you know, what you should be and what right. you should be doing. I mean, let's face it. There are certain things that you just have to do, right, to make it good. Um, really? As a writer, you know, I'm always being critiqued and you you're, um, you kind of find your way. Um, but if I, I'm well aware when I've lost touch with why I'm really doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that is about being authentic. And I, I really do feel like, Natalie, like I was called – to do this you know it's my right. it's my part in the world and I have a quote that I keep on my desk that says your calling is where your greatest gift meets the world's greatest need Where mm-hmm. your, your greatest joy mm-hmm. meets the world's greatest need it's not and it doesn't mean you can only do one thing but you always have to right. be in touch with what, ma- what makes you joyful you know right. um, and for me it's usually falling back on performing and writing but it's really not the writing part. I mean, the writing part is really hard. Um But yes. I like being done with the song. You know, like I thank God Billy Joel said it in an interview. Somebody said do you like writing. He said I like having written. I was like thank God. So it. <laughs> you yeah. know, because you're in Nashville or wherever you go, and they're like oh I love it, I love it. I'm like well I think it's a pain in the ass, but thank I you. but I have thank something you. I want to say. Yeah. It's Way hard. <laughs> Yeah, it is hard. It's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but I do love having written, you know, like if there's nothing more exciting to me than like having a song or part of a song and being able to go, oh, my God, I can't wait to play this. I can't wait to tell this story. You could feel it. You know, You could. those are vibrations for sure. So I think when you lose that, when you lose whatever it is that's vibrating in, in you and in whatever path that takes you on if you lose touch with that, then all's lost, you know, you're going to right. keep losing, um, you know? So, it, so if fame and fortune and having a hit record made all of us happy, there'd be a lot more people who would still be alive, you know? So it. I've learned a long time ago, it's not your heart's desire, can, getting your heart's desire that you can go many paths. Now, mine right. has been the same for a long time, but, if you, you know, what we talked about at the beginning of this, interview, this nice talk, is that I said, I'm taking a break because that's it's right. not fun right now for me, you know, Thank and you. that's okay. Uh, and whatever comes, you know, wherever I am, when I come on the other side is where I'll be. And if I'm listening to, oh, this feels good and right, and I suspect it will be performing and writing, then whatever it is you know i might come out and decide i'm i don't know what i'm going to decide on the stock shelves somewhere but if it makes me happy that's what i'm going to do
1: exactly now it's interesting because during the pandemic I'd, boy did i take all these classes i mean i did a webinar it seems like i did a webinar every day and uh <laughs> i actually took a course at cat TikTok university and one of the things i learned which I kind of knew was that the videos that do the best on TikTok are the ones that are authentic because people look at those videos and they think, Oh, I can do that too. Now, when they look at a mainstream, Uh, artist, Oh, I love those mainstream artists, but they don't think, Oh, I can do that too. They like people that brings them hope people that understand them, people that they can gravitate to when they're feeling down, happy, sad, angry, I don't know, but they want to go to those people because they feel that those people understand them. So the more no. authentic the the videos, uh, comments, whatever, they just gravitate to that. I mean, even on my own TikTok, I got a lot of people that gravitate to mine just because <laughs> I'm very outspoken. Um and some, uh, people just like, <laughs> and some people like to just go on there and say stuff to me and say, oh, I agree, blah, blah, blah. I like to have a dialogue. I like, I like oh, my God. I love Authenticity. In fact, last year I released a song called Authentically Me. And it's just people, during the time of the pandemic, people needed hope. Because with you know George yep. Floyd all elections, all the hate and all this this that and the other, people were they were just tired. And so when TikTok yeah. came along, people and people were just doing stupid videos. Or you could learn something on, on TikTok. They're like, oh, this is authentic. Oh, I never knew that I could do this. Like, I learned something about the pineapple. Everybody's been eating the pineapple wrong. You don't slice it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Those ridges, you just pull them out, and then you just eat the pineapple. It's like, okay, all right. It's like, duh. What? <laughs> what? And then some people just go on there and cry, and, and you know, they just need to release something out, and then they feel better. You know, authenticity is one of the greatest things that people can be, and 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 it's it's not easy for for everybody because people are always they always care about what people think. I I could care less. And I had to learn how to be that way. I wasn't always like that because I was raised, oh, you don't want to keep the Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially like, um, you know, women and looks and being yes. obsessed with how we appear. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I definitely think like that's how the bathroom break works because I'd get on there and I'd be like, let's check out the toilet paper, you know, and let's. Talk to and Sir, Alexa and Siri, and I'd ask them each the same question to see how they answer differently. It's mm. never about you when you're performing; it's always about the people who are in the seats watching you. It's it's right. It's and it's about the connection between you. But if you're not talking to your audience about their lives, what are you doing? Because nobody really exactly. cares if they can't relate. And so I think I, and Erin would tell me, my partner, she'd say, "Amy, they just want to talk to you." Like, it's it's, you know, I'd be like, oh, my hair looks terrible and blah, 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 the lighting and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I I can really flip out sometimes, you know, about like we would get ready and she'd have the camera we'd have the computer. I'd be like, I can't believe what it looks like. I'm like, I just spent an hour getting ready and it looks like shit. You know, she'd be like, well, I don't know what the, you know, we'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And then she'd count me in and I'd be like, hello. But (laughs) we are very tied to what, how we were brought up. Right. And especially, I think women is all, I mean, hello, let's face it. Who buys makeup? That's women mostly, mostly, you know, right. and we're always, we're painting on stuff. And that's hard. It, when you said you had to learn how to just to not care and be yourself, right. that is something that we have to learn because we have to, we have to reroute our thinking about who we are and what matters the most? And I learned a while ago: that when you watch TV and you see people who are being interviewed on television, who are the mm-hmm. smartest people or the most creative, they're not always the best-looking people. You know what right. I mean? But we're taught like, and, and it's reinforced again and again and again. You know, and that's a lot of pressure. So it, I agree with you about authenticity, and it's about what what do people want? They didn't. They were lonely. They were scared. You know, and they wanted, they were lonely and scared. And that's what, that's why the bathroom break worked. That's why we had 700 people or 500. Right. Because, believe me, that was the height of it. You know, and like I told you, it dwindled after more people came in. But, man, we rode it for a while. And it was because people just, they they said I would take a break from lunch. Like, that's when I take my lunch break because it just felt so good. It made me feel better. We got cars. And it wasn't because it was flashy and slick. It's because I was sitting on the edge of my bathtub playing a song Mm -hmm. and just talking to people like they could chat with me. And and that's what, you know, you got to have something special. Like you have to have a good song. You got to put it in a good way. You got to have great musicians. You do, but it's not all about that. Right. It really isn't. I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly.
1: Um. You know it's, it's interesting because I did a post on <laughs> TikTok about Madonna. I mean, uh, when people have fans; they really have fans. Um, and my post was basically uh, why hasn't anybody told Madonna that she needs to? You know, okay, you can tweak here, you can tweak there. Obviously, she's a grown woman; she can do what she wants. But I know with plastic surgery, some people die from plastic surgery, and I'm concerned because. Uh, Madonna definitely doesn't look um, like the way she used to um, based on all the plastic oh. surgery she's had. And, oh, people were like, why can't uh, mind your business? She can do what she wants. But I, I said, you know, I, and people were like, why do you care? And I said, why don't you care? I said, I'm concerned mm-hmm. about her health, her mental state. And some women did come on there and they said, well, it's also the pressure uh from the world in regards to women and aging and still looking beautiful you know i mean i go on my tiktok My listen i wear this hat all the time i don't care. i don't wear any make i just don't give to S. <laughs> and it's because i'm i'm being authentic i'm tired i don't have time to put on makeup for people that well that's not me anyway you know what i mean mm. it's just, it's just a, i'm trying to show people that you can be fun, interesting, just being yourself. You don't have to seek this validation. So that's the other thing I want to talk about. Because I talked to somebody else on my podcast about validation. And he said in the music industry, we're always seeking validation. But I don't seek validation. I'll never seek validation. Yeah. is it? Would it be nice for people to love my music, love your music, stuff like that? Yeah. But people, they don't validate me. I validate myself. And that's what I was trying to get. I was like, yeah, you know, we need validation now. Obviously, we want, you know, the music industry, if we're trying to get on a label to like our music, but they don't validate our music. They don't tell us how great our music is. We have to know how great our music is. I don't put anything out that I don't love first. You need to love what you put out. You're putting your heart and soul into it. So that's what you have to, that's what you're bringing out into the world, I'm hoping. So why do you need validation? from Anybody else, what is your take on validation?
2: Well, I think that the industry comes with its own set of rules that were right. um established without my permission <laughs>
0: but uh mm.
2: you know uh it, um and it uh, I hate to say this, but it I shouldn't say it is what it is it is what it is right now. that's not to say it couldn't change
1: right. but
2: um it's 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 you. It's, it's a hard one thing to not care, you know. And um, so I would say, going back to your story about Madonna now, see, I just saw something recently where children are walking through an airport, and I thought, oh, yeah. it's going to be all of us because she's not, you know, a size four, you know, uh, anymore. And I thought, here we go. So I just turned it off. I thought, I'm not even going to engage in this. As far as I didn't, I didn't notice anything um, about plastic surgery, but I am Mm. the same. My attitude about it is, I think, similar to yours in that I'm more worried about their state of mind. It's an industry that chews you up and spits you out. You better not get old. You better not get fat. Right. And, you know, you better be smart, but not too smart, you know. And if right. you're smart, you better be good looking. Like, those are the sort of some of the criteria that I've noticed, you know. Like, be nice, you know, play nice. Um, mm-hmm. And I do play nice, but playing nice doesn't mean, you <laughs> you know, you you um, concede like to everything. Dormant. But...
1: We're not a doormat.
2: Right. Right. It's true, but it but it is. I'm not going to say to you that I don't think. Gosh, I hope before I walk out on the stage that I look good as well right. as sound good. But look good. I mean, that's a relative term, right? It's um, what is looking good. I see people. I mean, I have to tell you, there are some movie stars that I see, and I think it's tragic
1: that mm. they've
2: um, altered themselves. It's not for the better, you know, and I I will look at them and think, she would have aged just beautifully. And guess what else? What if she didn't? You know, Mm. but in this industry, I think I'm seeing now that women uh, have, you're seeing more female producers, more female writers, more female directors. I mean, let's face it, we got a long, 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 long way to go. But you're seeing more. And as I'm seeing that, I'm seeing women who are, um, you know, old, they're, they're not 25, they're not 30, they're, they're 50 They're 60, you know, they might be 70 and they're getting roles. Well, that wasn't true probably even just 15 years ago where, you know, you would hear female actresses saying, I can't, I can't find roles anymore, you know, um, when they're not being raped by Weinstein, but, um, but, uh, you know, so there's something severely, uh, Unfair still in our culture, with regard to women and work. Um, but I but so. Um, it makes me sad. It, it makes mm-hmm. me sad when I when I think that someone thinks they're not good enough, and I think that I might not be a good good enough solely based on my appearance. Now, right. the, the the artistic part in me as a writer, like me as a performer, I am who I am. I'm always trying to be good, better, you know, and that's a good thing. But as mm-hmm. far as like my writing, that's just my songs. And that's almost better because they're just listening to my song. Not, I don't know if they're looking and going, oh, it's Annie. Right. It's a female, so I'm not going to take her as seriously. Who knows what goes on in people's heads. But as a writer you know, I don't worry as much, I don't have to care as much about how I look, you know, it's, it's how great my song is for that market, but as far as the looks and the plastic surgery and all that's concerned, I just wish that we didn't feel like we might need to do that. I, I've never had exactly. surgery, but, um, you know, I just, um, it makes me sad. I wrote about it in my Blog many years ago when Renee Zellweger supposedly had it but uh, right. I sometimes now think she was playing a joke on everybody because I'm like she does not look altered to yeah. me at all <laughs> like she did, she did when they were reporting about it but I, I sometimes am like did she have somebody make a prosthetic for her so she looked like she was um, altered just to make a point because she's a smart cookie you know, right. I don't think she I think she's above a lot of this of bullshit um so that's what i think about that hopefully that's a, a, a bit clear
1: <laughs> that is very clear <laughs> very clear <laughs> now i'm gonna play one of your songs called dance with your demons tell me what that's about
2: oh my gosh oh well i it's a co-write with my friends elizabeth and rob i think okay. I think I went in with that title, and honestly, Natalie, I wrote the song thinking like, "Oh, this is about some woman that I made up that we made up together, me, Rob, and Elizabeth." And the more that I sang it and stuff, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> like I'm in there," <laughs> and so are a lot of other uh, other people. Um, and I think the rest is self-explanatory. And if it's not, then we haven't done our job. But I think we did.
1: All righty, all righty. Here we go.
0: this friend her life hasn't been easy she lost some of her best years to Adderall and whiskey she's on her way back up but every day's a struggle she says I feel like a phoenix halfway out of the rubble and I asked How do you keep on going? She said you gotta dance with your demons When they're standing in your way If they tell you they're not leaving You don't have to let them stay You got the right to run your life Don't give them power Tells me I'm not good enough I'm not pretty I'm a mess Sometimes I let it win On days when I feel lonely Then I think about that friend of mine And everything she told me You gotta dance with your demons When they're standing in your way If they tell You got the right to run your life
1: That was fantastic.
2: Um, <laughs> Thank you.
1: What do you consider? Do you consider yourself singer-songwriter, folk, country? Or because hate, people hate that. What is your genre? Um, because a lot of people are just messing genres together. Or are you just an artiste that does her own thing? I always
2: tell people it's Americana. You know, it's not yeah. folk. Yeah. It's not country, you know. Um, you know, I always say lyrically, it's, it's going to be a little more serious, but it's not folk because it's not like repetitive and as much, I shouldn't say that because that's folk, but, um, you know, um, but I think that's the best sort of, I always call it like Americana, is like the fibromyalgia of the music world. You don't know what it is, you know, it's like, um, so yeah, um, yeah. And I'll, I'm more prone to tell people, like, if they want to know what I am or what my music is, I say, you know, I wrote a song about a guy in prison who misses his dog, or I wrote a song right. about, you know, so I'll tell them a little bit more about the stories I think that helps relay um, relay that. One thing I remember about that song, Natalie, was that I wasn't, I was in the 11th hour of recording, um, uh, I think this was the, I'm coming you know, this was lost uh, in Kentucky, and I was mm. like, I don't know. And I was walked down to the kitchen, and it's like, I go, we need, a, I need another song. I, you know, I'm just, we're going in the studio. Right. And I'm thinking this, and Aaron's like, you should look at that dance with your demons. I'm like, well, you know. And I'm thinking like, she doesn't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I'll take it in to Mike, my, my producer, and I played it for him. He's like, yeah. And in he would get such a good reaction to the song, like when I do it live. Always someone will come up and say something about it. So it almost didn't do it, because I thought, like, Aaron can possibly know more than me what should go on. Right. To. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad that we did it. Um, And I'm actually trying to do a demo of this with a uh, younger voice, because they want to hear that, you know, to pitch to the market. I want to take it up a few clicks, but... um. That's something I, sort of interesting about that song. It almost, like, slipped under the radar. You know, it just slipped under the radar. So, mm. uh,
1: Yeah, I definitely yeah. could hear it, That's like, good. in a movie. I could, definitely could hear it in a movie commercial. Um, is that something that you go after, like, licensing type deals?
2: Yeah, I do some of that, although I don't know what this would be. I mean, it might be for, like, Adderall or some kind of prescription <laughs> drug for <laughs> for depression, I don't know, but um, uh, we actually, I want to take, I would like, we're going to try to like speed it up a little bit, make it a little mm-hmm. more rock country for a younger artist to sing, because I think right now they are singing about, some of these up-and-coming women are getting tough, and they're singing, they're not mm-hmm. afraid to sort of like lay it out on the table and stop drinking, you know, talking about, they have a glass of wine as if it's something unique, you know, and getting loaded at a bonfire, uh, I think some of these up-and-comers are, you know, they're starting to uh, talk about some stuff that I think is a little m- more potent. Mm. Um. So that, that. So I would pitch this to that, to the market, and I hope to once I get a, a demo that I'm happy with. You're awesome. I wouldn't pitch, I won't pitch this, you know. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I go after all that. That's really the name of the game, Natalie, for me. is yes, getting a it cut. is. That's been the game. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: it is. Um, what do you love about being an artist?
2: I love the feeling I get when I'm singing. I have a good, I feel like, I think that's the fastest way for me to be in the moment is to sing, mm-hmm. help them to sing. And to tell a story, like that's, I love it. I love, I love the way it feels in my body, and I love knowing that I can reach out to somebody and communicate with them that way. It's like it's going, right. sort of like that infinity symbol. It's going between me and them, back and back and forth, and but it's simply like a physical feeling that I get that I love.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Now, I'm going to play your song, Crazy About You. Tell me about that one. Oh,
2: my gosh. (laughs) I'm surprised. (laughs) That's so great. Um, You know what? I I remember being at at the bottom of my stairs when I lived in Nashville and just being like, I want to play like this upbeat, this kind of up-tempo thing and, um, you know, just an E. And, um, yeah, just kind of like rock out, do little uh, ding, 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 ding. You know, I just wanted that feel, and it was just kind of fun. And this is one that came pretty quickly. You know, I always go back and I usually go back and edit, and um, right. I'm sure I did, but it came pretty fast, and it was just kind of a fun romp for me, you know. And it's really fun for the band because, you know, my guitar sticks to go crazy, and um, we, we just get to have a really nice romp, and I, you know, you got to have that. Right.
1: All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Woo.
0: across the room.
1: What do you that was hot! I love it. You have some of my favorite. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. Oh I my gosh! It. Yeah, those guys are kick ass, aren't they? Great players. Woo!
1: Mm 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 mm. Have me tapping yeah. my toe. Tapping my toes. <laughs> good. 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 Oh, good. I love them. <laughs> I love them
2: um that's fun to hear i don't listen a lot but the way that it's nice to hear them
1: again now one of the questions last question i have for you is this uh mm-hmm. what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music business
2: boy before i got into it
1: yeah yeah what wish what i mean i mean you've learned so many things being in the music business so what uh would you have wished that you had known before you got into it i mean things that you may have i think, said no i'm not gonna do that mess
2: yeah i think i wished um i'd have known to keep when you could still knock on doors and just sit with people more uh, and talk with them and learn like not be so goal oriented when going Mm. into a meeting rather be like okay i'm just talking to these people and that's cool like i don't have to walk out of this office with some result um so i think i i would hope that i would have had more of that and now i can you know but um just to gather the you know the information like um I just saw the movie Fable, The Fableman's, you know, mm-hmm. latest, and the kid goes into the office at the end, and he's, he realizes he's in John Ford's office, this fantastic, you know, this mm. director who he loves. And John Ford is a total kind of jerk to him. You know, he's lighting his cigar and taking his time at it, too, and he tells him, like, um, he gives him this bit of advice. I won't tell you the whole scene, but he gives him this bit of advice and Spielberg walks out, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm like, did he get a job? He didn't seem like he got a job, like, as an assistant to him or anything. He doesn't care. He just goes, peeks back in the door. He goes, oh, and thank you. He gave him this bit of advice about filming on the horizon. And, and Spielberg took it and ran with it, but he was delighted. Right. And I, I think I wish I would have been more like that going into it, because I think I would have learned more and, and maybe moved along more I don't want to say more quickly, but more efficiently, you know? And with, um, So I would, that I would be one thing I wish I would have known to do um, differently. Just talk to people and use, like, ask them to be mentors and teach me things, but not be like, what do you got for me, you know? Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's one I can think of. Um, <laughs> okay. And right. I think I would have gotten better at maybe a little better at my instrument, although I worked really, really hard on my voice, but now I'm like, Oh, I wish I am to play better. But I I spent my time, believe me, working on that. But uh Yeah, I you know what, I I think I'd have moved to Nashville sooner. Um mm. nobody knew what to do with me and my bands in Cleveland. They didn't they didn't have a clue as like what to do. Um and I would have done it sooner Um, so that um, because then I would have been immersed, you know, um, in it sooner and I would have, I think I would have, you know, you rise to the occasion and the occasion is in Nashville, L.A. and New York still as far as I can see. Um, Not that nothing's going on in other places. I love cutting my teeth in Cleveland, but at a certain point,
0: right the, the
2: industry's not there, so and when you get into the industry you you see like all the talented people and you gotta rise up and i I think i'd i i, I think I've done that, but um not to the degree with which I want to yet, but I think earlier might have been I would have enjoyed it, so right. I'd have gone earlier that's the two I can think of natalie you know?
1: that, um, um I, I wish I had um whew had known how much work it takes. I mean, this is a 24-7 job, especially Mm. now with social media and being on all these damn platforms um, to be seen and heard. (laughs) Um, It's just crazy. And and I would have loved to have known more about, you know, it seems like there are a lot of grimy uh, scammers in the music industry. It seems that they always know when somebody's about a, a young fresh person starting out to do music because they latch on to the, Oh, I can do this for you. Blah, blah, blah. It's basically, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to do your due diligence. You have to research people that contact you every single person to make sure that they are legit. Yeah. It's a lot of work to get
2: to the middle, you know, and um, of what's really going on. And um, I, I agree, you know, and I can't, the social media thing too, for me, I'm like this, I can't, take it you know um yep. uh it's just it's just nuts to me i'm like get your ass up off your couch and go to a live show even if it's not me go see somebody go to a movie right. theater like enough you know um i think there are some good things about it too but for for us to have to stay busy with that i don't like it i don't like being in front of the computer all day that's why i chose music <laughs> because i didn't right, have to be sitting exactly. down at a desk, right? And but, here we are sitting at a desk. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm sort of rejecting guessing a lot of it, but yeah, I hear you for sure. I want to listen to your music too. So I need to get, thanks. get on it. Uh,
1: you're, yeah. a, you're very <laughs> interesting. Um, so, yeah. So. I and mean, you know, when people are writing music, some people, um, you, you think about, Oh, well this work on this platform with this work on that platform. Um, uh, Hmm. Some songs I have done that. Some songs I, I haven't. Um, it depends on what the song is about. It's just it's way more work. It's not like back in the day you could go into a radio station, hey, maybe you want to play my record, uh, my single, my whatever, um, and they might play it. Nice right. Play. It's, um, it's tougher, um, but the upside to these platforms is that there are many more people that can find you. Like the streaming platforms don't pay us well, but they can find you. That's the upside to streaming yes. platforms and all these social media platforms. So it's like a you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't kind of situation. Um, but sometimes I, I, I'm just like I'm not, I can't. <laughs> I'm like okay. I mean, right. even even the t- TikTok University, they said you should do five videos a day. I tried it. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was doing it. But it was like, <laughs> like, I was like trying to come up with ideas. And I'm like, well, I can't just sit here and just like one day I just want to sit there and just stare like right now. the and, and here's the irony. I'll put post my music and stuff like that. And I'll get a couple of views, this, that and the other. When I post stuff, when I talk about stuff going on in the world. I did a post about, there's a rumor about Jennifer Lopez wanting to do a Whitney Houston tribute, which would have gone down the drain, and um, I got 55,000 views on that TikTok. Me expressing my opinion. It's the
2: weirdest thing, because everybody's got one, (laughs) And
1: and they want
2: you to know what it is.
1: I did um, what what started me more on the TikTok thing. I had been posting music, doing silly stuff and blah 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 was when Roe versus Wade got overturned and I started talking about it because I learned so much about women, what women go through because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I just started talking about it, you know you know we got to keep fighting these things people can't t- and people can have their own belief system but you can't push that on other people i not just and those those videos went, you know they went viral to a certain extent and I was just like okay would you like to focus on my music <laughs> right right no no <laughs> right.
2: yeah right moment. no I want to focus on me <laughs> that's oh uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just weird. the whole dynamic is weird. So now my TikToks are basically ab- about other stuff, you know. I, I on my Instagram, not Instagram, on my Instagram and my Facebook Reels, I will you know post about my music and, da, 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 and all that stuff because that seems where most of the people will watch the stuff in LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, it's just that it's just weird. It's baffling to me. I'm just okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no,
2: I think it's baffling to a lot of people. The people that I work with, they're baffled by it, and um, I, I guess I like, "You're like, is it is it enough that my music? Like, you could just listen to that, but apparently not, you know?" But I'm mean, I don't feel like doing that, you know.
1: Exactly, and I also found out that um, one one site that people don't consider as a great way to gain new fans is Pinterest oh no i never I, have, I haven't thought of that yeah my i have a friend uh, she manages her son and he's got thousands of views on pinterest for his music and i've just been so swamped how, how do you do it and, yeah so it's basically like like the same thing you can pin, pin your music videos you can pin all of that you oh, can upload all that, that stuff now yes so if you take the, the stuff that wow you did during, during the pandemic if you have a Pinterest page or you need to create one, you could post all that stuff on there. And then, you know, you hashtag whatever, and you can gain more interest. Right.
2: Yes. Pinterest. Wow. Well, gee, thanks for another thing to do, Natalie.
1: <laughs> I've just added one more <laughs>
2: thing Yeah. Well, I'm not to- doing it. I'm on sabbatical.
1: See, well, I'm yeah.
2: kind of almost tempted to go the other way and just be like, you know what? I'm not doing any of this. If you want to see me, I'll be at, you know, blah, blah, you know, music venue. I love that.
1: You Do do it. You know, you're on a sabbatical. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, enjoy yourself. Um. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I need to update my website. Oh, I need to do a bunch of stuff. I just... Mm. Some days you just I need to be like you. I say, I'm going to relax right now. I'll get to it when I get to it. I can't."
2: You know what I mean the world will keep you going as long as you'll go. You know, like a corporation, no, no, no. they'll take as much as you can <laughs> give <laughs> as you'll give them.
1: But, exactly. Uh,
2: yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: but uh, I mean, when
2: the last anyway, thing you're doing is singing and playing your guitar, something's wrong, right?
1: Right. Exactly exactly mm-hmm. 100. 100 yeah well and thank you so much for being on chatting with me i love your you're voice i so welcome I, I mean you're awesome okay what, what else can i say thank but you're you, awesome. you?
2: Awesome. <laughs> i awesome. i think you are this has been delightful thank you for it you're welcome
1: now if anybody else wants to learn more about Anne Deshant, you can go to her website at ww.andeschant.com. She is on Facebook at Anne Band. No, I see nedeschant.com. Yes. As the website, Anne Band on Facebook. And the on Instagram. She's on YouTube. Does Spotify hell if you don't remember that then you need to do what I tell me just Google me just Google her find her you'll find her right there
2: uh, stream
1: her music <laughs> better yet why don't you buy some of her music yes you can still buy music I know that's a foreign concept to a lot of people but yeah we need to make a living all right so here you have it some amazing amazing singer songwriters folk country, just beautiful people on and chatting with Nat, and I thank you again and for being on chatting with Nat, and hopefully one day we can do an Instagram live
2: that'd be awesome
1: uh, <laughs> thank well, you I hope, I hope you have a, a great rest of your day until next time until next time mm-hmm. <laughs> rock on rock on